0: Breakfast puppies?
1: This podcast contains adult language and content and is meant for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised.
0: Okay, man. Roll a saving throw versus listening to the Glitter Boys. Righteous. All right. Cool, cool, cool.
1: We're bringing the discussion back again to, uh, well, rules and house rules. This one's a hot-button topic that always, always gets a lot of uh, uh, heated discussion when brought up in any Palladium or Rift-based forums. And that is perception Perception rolls. Love them or hate them, they're part of the system since 1995.
0: I, I don't understand what the problem is. Like, it's it's really simple. It's, it seems
1: workable. <laughs> so, <laughs> what a perception rule by, you know, the, the common understanding of a perception check is rolling a die to see if you notice something. Yeah. Now... The problem is ultimately rooted in a conflict in gaming philosophy. That the crux of this conflict is old school gamers did not grow up with perception roles. Perception wasn't a skill or an ability in many, many, many older games. Instead, The players were expected to describe how their characters were interacting with the world. And Mm -hmm. then the GM would likewise tell them what they discover based upon how they describe their interaction. One did not roll to find the hidden compartment in the chest. Oh,
0: it's a stylistic problem.
1: Yeah, so much as the the player would be expected to say they check the bottom for a hidden mm. area kind of thing. Now, there were some exceptions, and those being elves and dwarves specifically had, at least in old school D&D, this sort of supernatural or preternatural, maybe might be the right word, mm-hmm. sense to find those things without even having to look for them. And that's when they rolled. But otherwise, it was a player skill situation okay that makes a bit more sense to me
0: since you put it like that because i i think i i do both i, I always over describe what my character is doing and ask questions but i i would you know i i check and then you roll yeah but i don't i don't, I don't see why why this is a thing still though.
1: well so <laughs> i mentioned it's a conflict of two different approaches that mm-hmm. other approach being Dungeons & Dragons 3rd Edition spot checks. Oh. Now, perception existed in games before Dungeons & Dragons 3rd Edition, of course. But D&D 3rd Edition revolutionized the gaming industry. Every gamer today who plays tabletop games has had their experience, even if they don't understand it or don't recognize it, changed by the existence of third edition Dungeons & Dragons. One of those big changes was this concept of the spot check or the search roll, where instead of describing how they interacted with a scene, players were given this ability to just, all right, cool, I'm going to walk in there. I'm going to roll a spot check. Tell me what I see. Right. Oh, yeah. Cool. Great. Uh, I'm going to look the room. Roll my search. Here, I get a 15. What do I find? That is the yeah. polar opposite of the previous version. So perception checks are a source of much argument.
0: Okay. I, I could see some of that, but I could also see the, the DM saying, yeah, well, I mean, how, how do you search the room? You know, because like, it's, it's not a, uh, this isn't a, a yard sale, you know, it's not all, all out on tables. Um, there's wreckage from the ceiling yeah. like do you poke in the wreckage well shit now now we're rolling for initiative because something was hiding under that I mean there's like there's a lot of, of ways to to bring because I, I think what you're describing is the is the larger issue between uh, the, the power metagamer and the like ambience um, deep immersion player um one one who's playing the numbers and one who is playing the drama you know one is who's getting into character um and i i think there there are
1: ways to bring one to the other this argument or this conflict transcends tabletop gaming let's bring it to video gaming the equivalent oh, sure. would be uh baldur's gate or any kind of older or an isometric RPG, right? Where mm-hmm. you're moving a character through and you come into a room and the shadows open up and you see what's around you. Do you A, take your mouse and start to move it around all of the things that look interesting until something highlights? as yes. searching the room? Or do you B, hold down the alt button, which automatically outlines everything that can be highlighted and then just click on that?
0: No, because I bought mine at Goodwill and it didn't come with the manual and I didn't know you could do that.
1: Well, not every game lets you do that, but it is, it's, I don't even know if Baldur's Gate lets you do that, but I just know that Fallout, the original Fallout, mm-hmm. you had to fucking, you had to pixel hunt, you had to move yeah. your mouse around until something was outlined or a little thing popped up, whereas other mini games today now are just let you hold down tab or alt and it highlights everything that you can click on, move on to the rest that's more interesting. So it's this, do you want to be immersed? Or do you want to roll some dice kind of thing? I think, I think
0: Baldur's gate is too modern for mine. <laughs> like mine, my, my methods were, were uh, done in Zork. You know, it's like <laughs> you are being eaten by a Gru. fight, fight, fight Gru! You can't see a Gru here. Turn around. You have been eaten by a Gru. Yeah. No, Fuck, I,
1: you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I am familiar with the terror of Zork. There's that that tension that comes from not having a picture on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, but just a step up from Zork, we have games like King's Quest or the, mm-hmm. the uh point and click adventure games. And part of the gameplay of those games back in the day is what now is retro was referred to as pixel hunting where you move the mouse slowly, 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 as if you're combing the desert kind of thing, looking for something to pop up. Some games today still do that. And there are others that introduce, you know, quality of life improvements that make it easier Mm -hmm. to find those things, such as they might be highlighted in a different color, or they might have a little more detail or a little bit of a contrast. Whereas in some of the older games, You had no fucking clue that thing was there until you happened to point at it. (laughs) I was just thinking of mist, honestly. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. God. So that is the same argument. The conflict between do I want to experience the world or do I Mm. want to play the game?
0: Okay, well, when put like that, it makes it real difficult because the only actual cure is to find a like-minded group. Like, oh, wow. You yeah, really, yeah. yeah. Like you can't, yeah. Like well. you can bring someone around a little bit, but you can't,
1: yeah. To clarify, I'm not here to answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> We're not here to discuss it. That is an argument that will never be resolved. It will go on until the end of time, until somehow somebody reaches a uh, a special kind of crossover, which leads me to page 66 of the Nightbane role-playing game. <laughs> the introduction of perception rules in Palladium games. Now, some folks on the internet like to mistakenly claim that beyond the supernatural second edition introduced play, uh, perception rules. This is wrong. Beyond the supernatural came out 10 goddamn years later. <laughs> and it wasn't in first edition, well, at least wasn't it in the core book which I have. This was my first exposure to it was page 66 of Nightbane. And I, as a player who is of the former camp and a GM who dies a little inside every single Mm -hmm. time a player Mm -hmm. asks if they can just roll a spot check. I like Palladium's perception rolls. Agreed. With a caveat. What's yours? The caveat is throw out the paragraphs entirely. You don't need them. Just, Just need the chart. Use the table. Mm-hmm. Because, in my perception <laughs> of the situation, perception rules are meant to function as a saving throw, they are meant to be save versus missed information.
0: Yeah. You know, that would be an excellent way to put it too in, in an old saving throw. Tie it to intelligence and wisdom.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. Or we're mental and, uh, God damn it. God damn it. I'm doing it too. I can't help it. It it just does it. It just does
1: it. Um, yeah. M A N M E. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, but, yeah. So the way it's presented here in Nightbane is. Uh, you know, it gives you, you roll a d20 and you add a very simple modifier based on your mental, uh, based on your IQ and some characters, some character OCCs get innate bonuses, but all characters, regardless of OCCs, get a plus one to perception at levels three, nine, and 15. Sounds great. Easy. Perception roll. uh. Got to get a four or higher. Moderate, you get an eight or higher. Challenging is the 17 or higher. And difficult is the, uh, challenging is the 14 higher. Difficult is the 17 or higher. And that's exactly where it should end. Just end yeah. it right there.
0: You don't like the, the prowl, detect, ambush, concealment?
1: No. Because those skills should automatically consider such things before you roll them. You don't roll. Prowl is not an opposed skill most of Palladium's skills are not opposed. They are skill checks. You roll against your ability to see if you do a thing. If the GM thinks that there are things working against you, such as a guard who might be watching, mm-hmm. then that's already factored into your roll. He gives you a modifier to the roll. There's no need to bring in an opposed roll here. Prowl that's true. is its own thing. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it does. Here's where it gets a little yeah. clunky. Uh, when when a perception roll is attempted against a skill roll, treated as a combat roll, both characters, the person using the skill and the one using a perception roll, roll a d twenty, and the high roll wins. To quickly convert a skill percentage, divide the skill total by. Fi- I'm lost. <laughs> I'm already gone. Like but my ADHD brain has already checked out. <laughs> yeah, checked out.
1: Nope. Done. Don't. Nope. Don't want it. Don't need it. Ignore yep. it. Throw it out. That's it. You know what? I said throw out both of the paragraphs No, Throw out the first and the last paragraph. The second one gives you the bonuses. That's pretty good. Here's the thing. I would change it a little. Yeah. Just slightly. Like, just if I was
0: doing it myself. How would you change it? There are things in Palladium, and not just, not just monsters, not just opposing guards. There, there are things that are conceptual ethereal evils from beyond the ken of man and i don't think that a d20 covers it i would change it to a i would change it
1: to the
0: percentile dice that is i, I would make it a d100 roll and make it a bigger table
1: oh well, hold on hold on what about saving throws then would you use a d20 to save against the insanity of such a thing because there's a savers since insanity already there would you use a D20 to save versus the psionic power of one of those things? Or would you convert those as well?
0: Doing it myself. Like if yeah. I was designing my own game, I wouldn't use a whole lot that wasn't percentile. Yeah. Like I, I love the breadth of it. And I love big ass tables. And the percentiles give you more chances for more, more tables, you know, more things to happen.
1: There is a school of thought in game design that, you know, very strongly and I must add uh, succinctly and valid argues that percentile rolls are the perfect mechanic based upon mm-hmm. the fact that from a game design perspective, you have the scope of everything right there. You know, the mm-hmm. high end and the low end, whereas with, you know, open-ended rolls of D twenties that just have infinite bonuses added upon them. You never know. And and yeah, but with the percentile rule, you always know it's going to be between one and a hundred always. You can't go higher than a hundred because there's nothing more than a hundred percent. Nothing can be a hundred and five percent. That makes no mathematical sense. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like if, if, if
0: you are, if you are a God of hiding, you get a 99. Yeah. Like if, if, if that is your, is your pantheon. You know, like, and, and it's, or if that, if that is your special skill, if, if you are the drunk sneaking into the house, you, you are, you are getting, you know, <laughs> something a lot less, but th- there's this whole, <laughs> I, I just don't think a D20 covers it. Yeah, I think a D20 is put on because rolling a nat 20 means you get it.
1: Well, I think a D20 is put on it because I feel like whoever put this here, it could have been Kevin or it could have been CJ mm-hmm. who wrote. Nightbane, meant for it to be a saving throw, meant for it to be not necessarily a search check but a, or a spot thing. I think they meant for it to be a save versus misinformation. It's not supposed to override the player describing their search or whatever. I could be wrong, but this is just how I like to use it in a game.
0: In... Riffs, and I'm looking at the Ultimate Edition here. Yeah, there is a little bit more, uh basically um, perceiving supernatural involvement.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it starts on page three sixty-eight. You can look in the Butts Edition, like I did, and you will find Jack shit.
1: Yeah, it's not there.
0: It it just doesn't exist. <laughs>
1: yep, Nightbane, 1995, folks.
0: Yeah. I think it's important in that because it has like, you know, dog boys, side stalkers, things that are, are literally searchers that should have a, a greater chance to sense supernatural. I still, they already have that all power. of this, <laughs> I know, but here's the thing. I, I, I do like <laughs> the, the diametrically opposed roles. I, I actually do. So it's not just a saving throw. I think that I think it's fun for a player to roll. Uh, against the, the DM or the GM. I, I, I do enjoy
1: that. Yes. Yes. And that, Palladium does in spades with combat. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I love it. Here's where it fails with perception. You're rolling against someone's prowl. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, let, me, let me walk this back a little bit. There's a mechanic that I've seen a lot in games that I really dislike when I see it. I don't like it. I think it's lazy design. I think they wrote it because they couldn't think of anything else to do better, or, more likely, because the rest of the system that they wrote, which is you know elegant and noble, unfortunately in this one instance, shoehorned them into a certain approach to oppose checks. Mm -hmm. That is, when you are running a game, when you are designing a game where like Palladium, like Warhammer where your role is against a number that's already on your character sheet, Mm -hmm. and you can fail that. You can pass and you can fail. So you've already got on your sheet, determined by your own abilities, a pass-fail number. That's a binary outcome. Yeah. However, when you turn that into an opposed role you would expect, say, instead of it being a pass-fail, you would expect the effort of the resistor is applied to the effort of the aggressor. Mm -hmm. However, when both sides are rolling 100% on their sheet Mm pass-fail checks, you create this situation where both sides can fail. Okay, well, I fail my... I. I succeed at my prowl check. Now, great. Roll against that. So I'm going to roll against my perception roll. All right, cool. Well, I succeed at my perception roll. But I succeed on my prowl check. But I succeed on my perception roll. Okay, well, we both succeeded. Well, what the fuck? Or I I succeeded. I, I failed at my prowl roll. Well, then I guess mm-hmm. you don't need to read. But it invalidates the need to, to do certain things. Pass-fail A versus pass-fail B, I don't really like. I think what should right. happen is a more... You know a more fluid mechanic is to take the effort of b and apply it to a and just have a roll
0: well, you see if 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 it happened with um with percentiles you you could just say that uh, well, you know i have I have a fifty percent and i'm I'm wearing my my sneaky stockings, and uh, I turned off the lights before I came in, mm-hmm. and all of those give me a, a post ten so that that's seventy and your perception i I see you have a forty there. But you are wearing your glasses. That gives you ten. But that's only sixty.
1: So I'm afraid there's no roll. The reason it works in Palladium combat mm-hmm. is because defensive rolls are not a pass fail. That's true. They yeah. simply set the target number.
0: Hmm. Hmm. That's the yeah. That's the same with just hits too. Like it's like it's ridiculously easy to shoot someone in in Palladium. Yeah. It's like uh, on a D twenty. It's what a five. Yeah. I'm just. I'm not even gonna look. I'm just gonna wave my gun off that way. It's I, a four. I'll get him, don't worry. I believe it's a four <laughs> yeah. or
1: higher will hit. Yeah, and and I like that because what that means is, if you take a weapon and use it at someone with intent to harm, provided they do nothing, you're going to hurt them unless you just suck <laughs> that much. <laughs> it's not. You're not gonna stand there face to face and just whiff. We've, yeah, you're not gonna have a fifty percent chance base to fail. and That's one thing <laughs> I
0: always hated about three point five and 3's version of of spot is that it's 10, 10 out of a twenty. I hate that. I hate it. Yeah, I hate that, that's I a fifty percent chance of not knowing your own shoelaces untied.
1: I hate. Like, it. Look down. The base fifty percent chance. I hate it. Yeah. so much. Like I feel I that if that somebody sets out to do something. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I can rant about that for hours. <laughs> okay, anyway, all... <laughs> let's get back to perception rules.
0: <laughs> no, wait, wait. Let, let's, let's set up an episode where we just pitch about <laughs> <to> the coast. <laughs> it's a popular thing right now. We'll be topical. It'll be great. You know, and, and come on. It'll age well, too, because they will always be fucking up.
1: That's <laughs> OK. Here's there's a there's a there's a seed of beauty in what you just said. Uh, and it takes me back to my college days where I, I lived at, but was not a member of a fraternity house. And one of the things that they had for their house meetings, which were not the same as their brother's meetings, but they had a house meeting every day for the residents. And at the house meeting every week, people would go around and they did what they called bitches and roses Where you you complained about a thing and you praised the thing and it was quick. What's your bitch? This is my bitch, this is my rose. Next. No details. Just say your air your grievance, air your praise, and move on, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. We should have an episode of bitching and we should have an episode of rosing. Yeah, let's definitely
0: keep those separate because I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna dive in on my bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, oh man. Yeah. Uh, Perceptions. This was about perceptions, right? Yeah, it was. It was. (laughs) I think this is a good way to do it. I honestly do. I I agree that it should stop, but ah, here's the thing. You will will come across so much in any version of Palladium's game that can rip the fuck out of you. Like that you are... Oh, shit, I am in the wrong place at the wrong time. I thought I was seven feet tall, covered with hair, and invincible. But I am about to be had on all fronts. Like, there there are impossibly deadly things that you will brush up against. And it should be easy to note them.
1: Ah, ah, Matthew, my good friend, kind sir, my fellow co-host. If you would look on that very same page in the bottom right corner... There's a the thing that already does faster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Palladium's yeah, got you covered, As I said it. Yeah. <laughs> well, got- it
0: always does. That's the thing <laughs> about palladium is that there's a lot more thought that goes into it. <laughs> I, I, I honestly think that it's, that it is a good thing for these things to be easily done. Unless you are literally a ninja with a skill that says, "What are you doing?" I am ninja-ing, You know, add add ten to the to the roll. Then, then it's just not it's just not happening. Mm-hmm. You are you are you you're probably in armor, maybe not in Nightbane, but definitely in riffs. You are probably in armor. You may be a giant robot. If you are attempting to prowl, that's your fault, and you should know better.
1: And it should automatically no. Automatically is the wrong word. It should already have been factored into the modifiers that the GM gave Mm. you before you rolled your proud check. Yeah. Perception, where I don't care what the guards perceive. I'm going to give you a plus uh, minus five percent because they're um, you know, there's there's a guard there, but he's not really paying much attention to anything, so it's only gonna be a minus five. However, if, if it was like, okay, you're trying to do your ninja shit, unfortunately. You know that the captain of the rivaled ninja clan is personally looking for you. That's yeah. going to have a stronger penalty to your role. I'm not going to roll for that guy.
0: Or even the physical constraints. Like, there, there's physical constraints that people attempt to roll around, and that fucking makes me buggy. Like, let's say you're in a, a narrow corridor, right? Uh, five feet wide. And maybe seven feet tall, right? Um, just a, a normal corridor going from one place to another. Uh, underground in a chasm. Mm-hmm. A guardsman in armor is wandering down it to check it. Five feet wide and seven feet tall. He has a torch. Where the fuck do you hide? The ninja says, well, I hide on the ceiling. Okay. As you go by, the torch ignites your clothes. Like, you you can't... One thing I think that we were talking about at the very beginning that I, that I, I loathe is that using... Using a role in case of any kind of common sense. It's like you can't do that. Retreat around a corner. Find someone else. There is nowhere to hide here. This is what you are trying to do. Mm. Unless that guard has a cell phone and he's staring down into it like someone crossing a street, you will be spotted. There, there's no way around that. There is not room for a humanoid to hide from a humanoid in that. Put your dice away.
1: Yeah. Unless we cross into the realms of psionic and magic and supernatural yeah. powers, then yeah.
0: But even even there, like you
1: can't get past him. He's I, too I'm wide. back here in a choir <laughs> yeah. robe as you're talking. I'm raising my hand. <laughs> I'm like, preach on, brother Matthew. Preach on. It's I. I agree. I. That is a greater con, a, a greater topic for discussion. But I, I'm going to follow this tangent. It's oftentimes. Again, rooted in what I claim and I could be wrong about being the third edition mentality, third edition d d mentality of, well, it's a mechanic on my sheet. I'm going to use it and I get to do mm-hmm. it. All right, cool. We move on. Well, that, I have a plus five to bluff. So I'm going to bluff the guard and do whatever. Or I've got a plus 10 to persuade. So I'm going to persuade them to get out of the way. But. That doesn't consider extenuating circumstances. No, 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 Absolutely. no, no, not even that. The most egregious uses of this are with things like social roles and hiding, particularly. Mm-hmm. They think, well, I have a, I have a hide roll, so I'm going to roll it. Okay, you've got a, a, you've got a 20 point penalty on this. There's no way you can succeed unless I crit, right? No wrong there's sometimes that you should not even be allowed to roll and the gm needs to grow a pair of whatever bulbous things are on their body and or in their body or huge bulbous, swinging yeah, ovaries. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally but or on in around in the vicinity of their body <laughs> grow a pair of those things and tell that player Fuck no! And laugh at them, laugh yeah. and say no. You cannot bluff this guard. You cannot persuade this guard to look the other way as you go in because this guard specifically has no fucking reason to trust you. You have no leverage on him.
0: But like you, you'll see this 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 asinine behavior out of players, and then try to pull the bluff. Mm-hmm. Like you just stabbed his partner. He watched you. Do you think he's going to believe you? Oh, oh no, that's cool. I, no, I'll allow you to roll. Well, that guy was a dick anyway. <laughs> yeah, with uh with uh, you know, a negative 95%, yeah. but yeah, you can roll if it makes you feel better, buddy. And you know what? I I do, I do believe in the magic though. I do believe in the magic of the 20 because that having experienced it every now and then when it was truly necessary. Last ditch effort, battered, armor strung all over, the barbarian limps forward. His Axe is too far, but he has his boot knife and he flings it at the elder. Oh my fuck! I rolled a twenty. So that's <laughs> combat.
1: Oh, that's where it should be.
0: Yeah, I, agreed. But I do, I do think that 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 kind of of heroic thing has a place, and we have to remember, especially in Palladium, that there are so many non combat roles. Yeah, where there that uh, that the, the, there are so many non combat player types that are built around knowledge and diplomacy and entertainment or repair and all, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. So there is a part of me that says maybe, well mm. there, cause they, they get their chance for glory too, right?
1: Yes, they do. But palladium is also a system worlds where there are people who have access to this Little special something, something called motherfucking magic. (laughs) And that's when you do that. Like, agreed. (laughs) You, no matter how good you are at persuading people to do things, there are just simply certain things you cannot persuade people to do. If something Mm -hmm. goes so strongly against their moral character, or if they have no reason to do anything that you're trying to get them to do, you just can't get them to do that. You don't get to roll. That's where magic and psionics override right. the situation.
0: You know, you keep bringing it back to three and three five, and I'd like to say that I love, I love three five. Uh, you can't see it here, but I have like thirty books. I've of seen them five here. Yeah, but the thing <laughs> is, is that um, you, you, it has to be done with, as you said, with a capable GM who is capable of going,
1: no, no,
0: <laughs> no, yeah. no, 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 no. And it did, it did very much build that kind of metagaming character. And we we're all suffering the fallout and we will not speak of four and uh, I barely like to speak of five, but it's just, I don't like that kind of gaming. I don't like that kind of player and I will actively chase them out of my, of my circle if I find them, if I, and if I can't bring them around, I, I don't, it's just not enjoyable for me. It's, it's, it's angry
1: algebra. I I, I want to. Note something you just said there, which is very important and which is why I like you as a human. And it was that statement of, if I can't bring them around because I know truly that no, none of them are truly irredeemable. At least at first, there are Mm -hmm. times you can change someone from their ways. I was at some point in the mid aughts. I was a diehard third edition fan I did everything Mm -hmm. in third edition because it was my one game to rule them all. But somebody did me a solid in ways that I hated. I resisted so (laughs) much their persuasion to get me to start playing small press indie games. And it Mm -hmm. changed my mind. And I am thankful that that happened because now 15 plus years later, I realized how awful the third edition system was <laughs> and how damaging it was to the mentality of a lot of players. And that's where we're coming back around mm-hmm. to the concept of if it's on my sheet, I can use it at any time, which is what third edition didn't invent. Enschrined. Yeah. It didn't invent it, but it enshrined it. Mm-hmm. Perception, which is, Remember perception. This is an episode about perception <laughs> and Alice in her restaurant. This. <laughs> oh God! How did we get I mean, there? I,
0: I, I know, I know, we're <laughs> straying, dude. But these are some of my favorite episodes. <laughs> <for> it. <laughs> it's good though. Like I, I think it's, it's, it's hard to pull off because it's, it's not just, there are things, you know, as a a GM that the players do not know and that, that are necessary for the game mechanic that are necessary, not only for that, but for the shared experience that you're trying to build. Like you, you need that moment of shock. You need that moment of surprise. You should never, never let that go in because of someone has something written on their character sheet. And if that person cannot be persuaded that this is for the benefit of everything and the story, like, I'm, we're, we're not going to kill you. It's, it's cool. Well, we might kill you. <laughs> but, I mean, this is, this, is, this, is, this is how this goes. This is how the story goes. This is heroic fantasy, you know? If, if you're looking to, to balance tables, become an actuary. You know, this isn't, that's not fun.
1: Yeah. Well, <sighs> Perception, my final thoughts on perception, <laughs> my final statements <laughs> go what God, my final yeah. statements are Palladium is an old school game and is written with old school mentalities and old school rules, mm-hmm. and it hasn't changed much in 30 something years. Palladium's approach to things is believe it or not, minimal rules. Mm -hmm. Some say that it's very crunchy. It is not. There are minimal rules for everything in this. There's a shitload of modifiers, Mm -hmm. but there's minimal rules, minimal base systems. And because of that, I think you should take that same approach of minimal rules. Let the role playing build the world around you when it comes to perception Let your players describe what they're doing. Tell them what they see based upon how they describe it. And take into account whether or not one of them is an elf. And you give them more information. Based upon their descriptions of things, describe the world back to them. And if they miss something, if they're locked to the room and, you know, you had a special bit of information there, or there was a hidden item... Or some kind of a rare thing that they could have come across, but they specifically didn't interact with where that thing was located. As they're leaving the room, that's when you roll the perception save. The, they might have noticed this on their way out as an, oh, hey, kind of thing. That's my take on perception rolls and how they should be used. Over to you, Matthew. I
0: saw a thing once, and this isn't about Palladium specifically, but it was just that uh, things like, That the and I believe it was you who who talked to me about it, too, is that that's in the GM's province. You write that down on a sheet of paper with your hit points and your and your AC on old school and you give that to the GM. You're you're not rolling it. If there's something in the room that's hidden and you have described it, the GM rolls it for you.
1: Yeah. Or if you if there's something hidden inside uh. a, a little statue on the table. Mm-hmm. If you specifically say, I go check out that statue, well, I, I'm going to tell you what's there because I see your character is now interacting with it. Mm-hmm. I don't care you know, what you There's you're,
0: a tiny mold yeah. line on the bottom that seems slightly yeah. out of place. Yeah. You know, do you start poking at it with a knife? It turns out it's a screw. That's your perception. It's not,
1: I walk into the room and I roll,
0: <laughs> uh, what do I get? Uh, okay, <laughs> on to the next room. No, nah, screw you, dude.
1: <laughs> you or actually think of it like an adventure game like one of those point mm-hmm. and click things when a player yeah. hunts that pixel you give them that pixel <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah you know
0: i thought this was going to be a quick one i'm glad it's not because i yeah. think i think we've covered this but I, I think there's something we also missed what do you think solidly of palladiums besides the the cutout like what what do you think of the of the perception as as palladiums
1: I like everything except for the opposed part of it. I This is how I prefer to do it. I just use Mm. that table. It's very simple. Four target numbers. That's it. It's a saving throw, you know? I like it.
0: I like it, too. I think just assigning the difficulty, and it's four-part, which I I think, like, the the modern version of D&D sucks with its uh, advantage-disadvantage. Like I, I like, I like a little more, str- a little more chance to it, mm-hmm. but I like the easy, moderate challenging and then just, just difficult. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think, I don't think anything should ever be impossible. There always needs to be the slimmest chance. Mm-hmm. Again,
1: some things. Uh, uh,
0: assuming the yeah. topography of the situation merits yeah. it. Once again, the guard walking down the tiny hall.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. So, yep.
0: Huzzah, we agreed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh, that was Perception, ladies and gentlemen. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, if you have any thoughts on Perception, please feel free to leave them for us in our Discord. NPC checks in a lot more, but I've been being better, and uh, I, I might even see it myself. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, you can join us on that. You can buy us a coffee on Coffee. Um, and what else do we have going on? We have a store with our with our swag.
1: Yeah, Red Bubble with all of our our sweet logo, you can get it on your chest or your your face or your anywhere you want it. You could get it anywhere you want. <laughs> yeah, I mean, do not sure. post those pictures on Discord. <laughs> Thank Ooh, <you> very much. <laughs> I, I need to make a note to make some pictures. It's sad that I don't have any. <laughs> you know, we do have that like blanket
0: thing. We we do do like a Venus de Milo. <laughs> I mean, we could. We could.
1: I wonder. Hmm. Getting Should ideas. we do a contest?
0: <laughs> we should do a contest. I will send someone a signed Riffs book <laughs> to the winner.
1: <laughs> I'll send a pizza roll. I don't know. <laughs>
0: okay, well, well, this has uh, been 41 and a half minutes of madness. So fits. I'm going to say thank you, everyone. We'll see you next
1: time. And you can get anything you want in Palladium's (laughs) RPGs. It's true! Starships, magic, mystic martial
0: arts, romance. All of these can be found in A Cloak of Blades by Isaac Sher. You might have heard my name before. I've done a lot of voiceover work for Breakfast Puppies. And I've recently released my first novel. It's available on Amazon as an ebook and paperback, and you can get it for free if you have a Kindle Unlimited subscription. I do hope you'll support my work as you're supporting Breakfast Puppies, and it's been a pleasure talking with you today.
1: Have a good one. This closing music is Caravana by Philip Gross, available at freemusicarchive.org. All sound effects used are self-made or acquired via Creative Commons Zero license. If you like what you have heard, find us on Twitter and Facebook as The Glitter Boys. That's B-O-I-S. And check us out online at breakfastpuppies.com slash glitterboys. And also join us on the Breakfast Puppies Network Discord at breakfastpuppies.com slash discord. And if you want to help us out, please spread the word and help us build a community. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you next time.